Hi everyone and welcome to episode 119 of Final Fantasy Union. I'm your host Daryl and I'm here with Lauren. Hello! Yeah. Have you fully recovered now from, from everything? Uh, everything? Everything? The event um, uncovered? You know, maybe. Um, I haven't had a full night's sleep for the last however many months, but you know, it, it's I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. Is that Final Fantasy XV's fault? Um, maybe. I did have many sleepless nights over Noctis, you know, just just worried and concerned over his health. Um, thankfully, Ignis is is a good parental figure for him. Yeah, you know? he makes sure he's well nourished. Yeah. Um. So yes, uncovered has happened. Uh, yes. And there's been a big like loads of stuff that's come out of uh, the event itself and everything after it. There've been interviews with loads of different publications tabitha has been talking a load of stuff which we know is not necessarily a good thing <laughs> um so we're going to be doing like a massive final fantasy 15 news explosion we're then planning to take a look at uh talking through the platinum demo mm. which hopefully you guys have been able to check out yourselves and then if we have time we're going to take some questions mm-hmm. um for you new folks final fantasy union is part of a podcast series called final fantasy and kingdom arts union and it's presented by the gaming union network we have a new show every Tuesday in rotation with Kingdom Hearts Union, and we come on the iTunes store, FinalFantasyUnion.com, and YouTube.com forward slash FFUnionVids. If you're interested in supporting the show on Patreon, please do head over to Patreon.com forward slash FFKHUnion. We have reward tiers pledged for a dollar per episode and above, and we're now going to do shout-outs for everyone who's pledged $2.50 per episode or above. First up is Christian Bursch. Then we have a new pledger called Nico Gonzalez at Nick underscore Knack 95. And then another new one, uh, Josh McNabb at J2K9. Then we've got Skylar Loveless. Barry Norton at Nortron Zero. Tiger Crane at Peril Poo Milkshake. William Trengrove at Varnus the Azure. Peter Lamb. Zach Duranto at ZDuranto58. Michael Graham. Harley Crawley at DarkZTOkami. Another new one here, we've got Genesis Alejandro, who's at JunYSan7. And then we have Johnny Oja um, at Diacore for Life. Mike Shirley Donnelly at, at Curious Square, who actually has a really awesome band. Go and check yeah, it out. yeah, definitely go check out the Curious Quail. Um, Billy Jackson at Billy Jackson. Keith Field at the Mighty Keith. Muhammad Quayam. Alex Troutman at Akira Namjian. Manning Franks at Like underscore Peyton. So yeah, if you want to check us out on Patreon, um, we do a exclusive monthly episode called please be excited where it's about 10 15 minutes of us rambling about our daily lives mm-hmm. um and yeah there's there's um loads of us if you can get like uh lauren's gonna send you badges yes as well. yeah and a few people have been getting their badges and have been posting it up that they've gotten them thank you for that um i think zach duranto was the last one and it's good because i know that it's gotten to you safe and sound yeah and that you like them and i'm very appreciative and of, of course that. you have the option to come on the show if that's you want true to. too and we've had very many um, lovely chats. Well, we've had two lovely chats so far. On Final Fantasy Union. On Final Fantasy Union. And I think Kingdom Hearts Union has had one yes. lovely chat. Yes. So without further ado, we're going to head into our Final Fantasy 15 News Blast. Yay! Ooh. So Brandon and I had our special Uncovered episode, but for Lauren, who yeah. wasn't able to join us very on that episode... Very jealous. Um, we're actually going to, and also for anyone who hasn't uh, listened to that and just wants to kind of kind of recap of everything that happened through Uncovered and kind of the fallout related to those things since, um, we're just going to discuss pretty much every single thing Final Fantasy XV has happened in the last two weeks, mm. even starting before the show to a point. So um, Lauren was actually really super excited about this first piece of uh, news that actually came out about a day or two before Uncovered. Yeah, the um, day before. The, they had this massive Amano art spread that was like above the Shrine Theater. Yeah, it was really, really sick. Um, just seeing it. It's like Amano hasn't really been doing a whole great deal of artwork for like the latest Final Fantasy games. Like he's only really been doing the logo. Um, but I feel like even with Type Zero, he's offered a lot more and like explores that one had a quite a big Amano art piece as the cover art. And, um, for this one, for Final Fantasy 15, he's now provided another really big piece of art that's just absolutely gorgeous and is actually being used for advertising. 
What it looks like is that it features like all of the summons, or at least some of the summons. It's just every like everything, isn't it? And, There's just um, so many different things that are featured throughout. Yeah, and it's we're having some fun on the site trying to figure out uh, which bit is which. Um, one of the things that people have been saying is that there's a horse with um, a guy riding the horse and like um, a staff or something that he's holding in the upper right hand corner. And a lot of people are thinking that that might be Odin, uh, which would be really cool. And there's like Titan featured within there. Uh, a bunch of other people. Some people are thinking Pixie. Um, just a whole bunch. Uh, but it's a really nice piece of art. And um, with that in mind as well, uh, they have a trailer that is really, really cool where it's um, the Amano art piece, but in 3D. So, like, you can see it all animated um, and it gives you a clearer picture of, like, what is actually going on within it. Um, yeah, so that kind of yeah. leaked, um, like, a day before the yeah. event. And I think, well, by the time people didn't know it was a leak, they thought that maybe this has just been released beforehand. And then during Uncovered, they're going to announce more information and maybe talk yeah. some through some bits through the trailer. But no, it was just the trailer that mm-hmm. they kind of showed off, which is still amazing. And yeah. as you said, like, when you, when you just look at the kind of static flat piece of artwork, it's, you obviously can try and dissect different bits. But when they actually made it 3D, like, all the different bits pop out and you can kind of see much clearer what they might be in because they focused on different parts of the artwork which is really yeah. cool yeah no it's really really awesome and it also uh showed off the redesign of titan as well because titan looks a lot different than how he looked originally yeah he has like all these like body art on him and stuff and it's really cool so that but, was like yeah. the first leak that we had in the in the build up to uncovered. I mean, if we, we're <laughs> it was the most tame leak, yeah. I mean, we're excluding all the leaks that happened like weeks before because obviously, like stuff has been leaked for Final Fantasy XV yeah. quite far in advance. Uh, some things relate in different things, but Gamespot then kind of just beat everyone. And Someone got really backhanded for that yeah. mess up. I mean, like. You've probably seen it on our website where sometimes like scheduled social media posts go up or there's a slight mistake in yeah. a birthday, let's say. Yes. Um, but GameSpot released their pre-planned news brief like a couple of hours, maybe, well, like half, half a day yeah. before Uncovered aired. And in that video, which was taken down rather promptly, uh-huh. um, they announced the full release date for Final Fantasy XV and that there would be, which also had been uh, leaked by, by someone else, but people yeah. just kind of ignored that, there would be a new demo called the Platinum Demo and it would feature a young Noctis. Mm. So that kind of just, Square Enix is just kind of, gearing up there you know they've heard the bell and they've just been punched straight in the kidney <laughs> yeah i know i mean it's a shame because yeah like you think about how much they put into this event and then GameSpot were just like bloop and it's like it's also it makes you wonder whether or not it was intentional like if it was an intentional leak. I, I don't think so i mean because that is a pretty big leak to make especially for such a high official in um in the gaming industry like that i think is it just a really so it just, big i think effort. someone just made a mistake honestly Possibly. because there were so many other things in uncovered that they managed to just keep a complete secret sure um i mean the release date was the one piece of information that everyone wanted to know yeah exactly and, and it was just like i mean obviously that got, that got leaked beforehand anyway um, yeah the GameSpot leak then just confirmed that the previous leak was true yeah um but yeah it was it was a bit of a i don't know it was strange yeah. And obviously they kind of joked about it in the actual press conference, but yeah. I mean, clearly they weren't too happy. No, no, they weren't. And um, the Platinum demo thing, I mean, we already kind of knew about it, so that was that was all right. I mean, they announced it at, um, I think it was at Type Pi Game Show. Yeah, they said um, there was going to be a new they demo. They talked about it, and they said it would feature Young Noctis, so it really wasn't much of a thing. I guess it was just the release date for it, it was a bit like... Um, that was like the thing that we needed to know. Yeah. But um, the next thing was really cool. Um, and actually, this was this was also leaked like a month or so before. No, it was a year ago. A year before Kingsglaive, which is going to be the uh, Final Fantasy 15 film, which just gives me so much of the Assassin's Creed uh vibe. Like, remember how they had the oh, Assassin's Creed um, movie? Yeah, was that like Assassin's? Oh, what was that? I called? forget what it was called. I want to say it was like Generations it was or something. Ezio's father. 
I, yeah. w- I watched it like because I went to like yeah. the press, the like the um, premiere of it. <laughs> that was really strange. I remember watching it on YouTube, and granted, it's not it's not the same in the sense that it's not live action, um, which I thought was really cool with Assassin's Creed. Although they use the character models in the actual game as well, but um, but still, Kingsclave sounds really cool. Um, I mean, they've gotten some big actors. They've got Sean Bean. Um, who, spoiler alert, will probably die in it since Sean yes, Bean dies Sean Bean and everything. everything. Um, and then Lena Haiti. I never remember how to pronounce her name. I always called her Haiti, but she's going to be in it as well from Game of Thrones. Um, and, and Aaron, Paul. Aaron Paul. They're the only three that we know so far. Yeah. I think it's a, I, I mean, the graphics look absolutely stunning. They do, but Luna looks so weird. Yeah. And that's like Arden Why? as well. It's, it's, it's because Reed just looks the same. I don't know why they chose to do that. Yeah, like why did they choose to change her character model? I and mean, also with the voice actors as well. We now know that the voice actors from the film aren't going to be reprising their roles in the game. Yeah, which and is Sean fair enough. Sean Bean has such a distinctive voice. Yeah, it's true. It's yeah, it's, it's going to it, be somebody impersonating him, isn't it? No, but well, the Regis that they've had uh, playing in the trailers sounds completely different. Oh, that's true. And I guess you probably hear him in the Platinum demo as well, don't yeah. you? Yeah. And yeah, he doesn't sound like Sean Bean. But, no. um. I mean, one of the things we have actually noticed from this is that, um, I did a big article on Final Fantasy Union, yeah. um, which has been picked up by quite a few things. Um, and it talks about actually Kingsglaive puts things into perspective. Um, you know, when they announced all the cuts last year, I think it was last year with, um, mm. Stella being cut out, they also announced that a lot of the, the pre, pre-game kind of stuff with the insomnia scenes and all that stuff was being cut out of the game too because they just couldn't make it work anymore we now know that a lot of that has been repurposed into Kingsglaive so it's not that they cut it because it they couldn't make it work with the story it's that they couldn't make it work within the story of the game it's, it's not that they didn't want it anymore they just they've moved it to another medium yeah which I think is good I mean it's going to be interesting um to watch it um and sort of get the idea of the story behind what Regis is doing during the events of Final Fantasy Fifteen. I mean, it keeps it from being too um, too dense, I guess, yeah, within so, Final Fantasy Fifteen. I mean, we've kind of talked about it on the Uncovered special episode, but I mean, it's it's in a weird way, it's a positive that they've decided to take that out, put that as its separate thing, but they've also added a load of extra story in too. Yeah. So it, it, it seems like a really conscious decision that they wanted to have this kind of episode described as a separate thing they didn't want it to detract from Noctis' story story. in the game um the other thing is is, this is likely to be coming out before final fantasy 15 as well so it's going to be like an introduction to the game yeah they're they're hoping that it's going to maybe people that aren't too familiar with final fantasy or have kind of um, gone away from it they're hoping they're going to watch the film and then be drawn in and then want to find out more about what's going on when the actual game comes out. The only thing that sort of stinks about it is the fact that, like, it's not going to really be in any theaters. Like, that would be so awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be initially stream and download only, and mm. then there's going to be a Blu-ray version later. Yeah, which I guess is fair enough. I mean, they probably can't get, they probably can't justify the numbers for um, for a theatrical release, especially not in the not in the West. No, I think it's going to be. I mean, it's rumored to be playing in a couple of film festivals, but yeah. nothing beyond that, really. No, but it should be really cool. I mean, yeah. Uh, and then the next thing uh, was Brotherhood was announced, which is the anime for uh, Final Fantasy Fifteen, which uh, they've only released. Uh, they didn't say anything about the release schedule, did they? No, just that we're going to see the the five episodes up till launch, and then I believe there's going to be a sixth episode that comes exclusively with like the collector's edition or something. Possibly. Either way, um, that looks. It looks okay. I mean, I've watched the first episode. It's only like 12 minutes long. Um, it really sets you up for like the show in the sense that there's like a lot of questions that haven't been answered. Like, why is Noctis like sort of laying in a puddle of blood and who is that with him? And yeah, I mean, that's another thing that they said that was cut from the game, like the, the incident. Mm. in Noctis's younger life. So yeah, I mean, hopefully we're going to find out more about that throughout this anime With a series. Crazy like yeah. five-armed crazy lady. Six-armed. Six-armed lady. Yeah. Reminds me very much of uh what's his name in Mortal Kombat? Goro. Yeah. Yeah. Or Shiva. 
Yeah, Shiva. Yeah, Probably no, I, Shiva. I, I thought the episode was good. I mean, it's a bit of a yeah. I, I thought it was too it's short. An introduction. I isn't thought it was it? too short. I mean, like yeah. it didn't really seem like there was a, they were able to do much in because it's it's ten it's like ten minutes, so yeah, not much really happened. But like, it's a good one. I think it's a bit annoying that there's going to be this staggered release schedule. I'd rather have just watched an hour long anime. Yeah, sort of like uh, the Last Order. Yeah, but you know. It is what it is, and I think what they showed so far was good. I mean, mm. the build-up to the second episode was to the point where I was like, well, I want to find out what happens next. And it's by the same people who did uh, the Persona yeah. anime, isn't and it? and Valkyria so Chronicles. The animation is really nice. Um, but yeah, and then after that, uh, the Ultimate Collector's Edition was announced, which they only had 30,000 of. Yep, 30,000 um, 30, globally, yeah. and they sold out in like half a day. Yep, they just completely sold out. I mean, really, they're doing a really good marketing job by only having... Because looking on the merchandise site, they are only selling Ignis, Prompto, and Gladiolus. You cannot get... It doesn't seem like you can get Noctis. Well, I believe they said that the Noctis that is being produced for the Ultimate Collector's Edition is a a variation of the Noctis. So it's like a special edition playoffs, which is why it's extremely expensive to get the Ultimate Collector's Edition. But I don't know when they're going to... I don't know even when they're going to release Noctis, because it doesn't look like they've... I think that's... Been doing Because they... Obviously, it sold out very quickly. Um, Square Enix... In well, Tabata in his classic form basically <laughs> hijacked the Japanese uh, fifteen account and said, "You know, we're looking to the, into this. We're going to be looking to produce more." Mm. Then he found out that I don't think they were legally allowed to do that. Yeah, and started saying, "Well, you know, I've asked, but actually, the only reason we had thirty thousand is because we only are producing thirty thousand of the Noctis play arts. Mm. So therefore, we can't do any more of them. But I think they're going to look into trying to do something else." So it won't be an, this exactly the same Ultimate Collector's Edition, but it sounds like they're going to try and produce something else for people that still want yeah. some kind of special version of the game. Yeah. No, it should be cool. I mean, like, not to be like a negative Nelly, but I don't know if it was worth the money for me. Um, I think I, I'm not much of a collector, I don't think. No, I, I, I I'm never not really, much of a, like, I've never really seen I need the point to have of... a steel book. Because if anything, it screws up my bookshelf. Like... Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I was having this discussion with somebody the other day. Like, um, Spencer, who used to be on the show, he was saying how he loves steel books. And I was like, no, they just, they ruin the stacking system. Exactly. We have to have it. This is probably because Daryl and I, the part of the reason why Daryl and I work it so well as a couple. Like, we have to have them all the sort the same otherwise it doesn't work like we have one copy of i think it's like a resident i think it's Assassin's like resident Creed. evil and as a, well. a resident evil 6 as well yeah and it's a tin case and it just does not it make it interrupts the whole thing it interrupts our whole like little scheme we got going on and it's too wide it's just too tall ugh, it makes me irritated um but yeah, so there's that. But then it's also like the the art book as well. I mean, it would be lovely, but I'm 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 just I was hoping for something a bit more, a bit more from that from that ultimate collector's edition. Yeah, because I mean, it, it's nice that they've included the play arts, but yeah. I'm sure that they're going to have a Noctis play arts at some point. You can just buy yeah. that separately. The art book, I guess, is the only thing that they might not release separately. They might choose to just keep yeah. that as a. I mean, it'd be cool if they had just some kind of, um, just some kind of really big thing, like sort of like, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Gibranth helmet size thing to sell, like yeah, something like of that the, caliber. Yeah, like the Master Chief hat. Oh, that'd be so awesome. Um, even the Dark Souls three um figure that they had that they were releasing, like that, just it seems epic. Whereas a play arts is. Their play arts are great, but I'd rather something that's a bit more of a the sculpture. The master arts. The master arts. I'd that's rather have a, sm- a master arts or sculpture arts as well. But either way, Justice Monsters 5 was also announced, which is going to be a free game that is uh will also be playable in-game, which is pretty cool. Yeah, there's um, going to be like leaderboards and stuff. Yeah. They've showed it off in like... Uh... When you're kind of in towns, there's like a little pinball machine that you can play, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like a it it is a pinball game, isn't it? But yeah, I mean we don't really know too much about that. No, yet. there was a trailer. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the big news, obviously, from Uncovered was the fact that the game now has a release date. Uh, yeah. I mentioned that they kind of they addressed the leak by doing a bit of a troll when the release <laughs> came out. It, it first said November, I thought that then was it changed funny. to September. 
Um, but yeah, we now know it's going to be coming on the September the 30th mm. or the 30th of September, depending yes. on where you're from. Yes. Um, which is great. I mean, it's it's like in that sweet spot. Um, we obviously did predictions beforehand and I was saying it was unlikely to be the 30th because it's a Friday. Turns out they don't care about that. But I did think that it was going to be either the Tuesday before or Tuesday after. It just seemed like the right time to do it, just at the end of September yeah. or start of October. I did really like Brandon's explanation, though, for that. That the productivity just went down so yeah, much. Yeah, I mean, it is. It, it makes sense. It's quite a known thing because Dragon Quest is so big in Japan that they had to really think about what they were going to do because people just didn't go to work. <laughs> Oops. Yeah, it's a it's, a, it's a big thing. Out. That's like the only the only country where that would like work. <laughs> a video game came out, whole country down, whole yep. country comes to a dan- standstill. Yeah, because I mean, uh, even like Call of Duty, it sells like sixteen million copies. It's only like a fraction of America. But then Dragon Quest doesn't sell like one hundred fifty million copies. So yeah, you know. no. Either way, yeah. I mean, Tabata has actually come out since then, and um, he's actually did a really super in depth interview with Famitsu where he was talking about how he's completely restructured like BD two and like how like Square as a company was very old fashioned, and he's really like basically trying to change the entire hierarchy of the company, and he's putting yeah. people on merit as opposed to like um, how long you've been there, and kind of like it's it's actually super interesting if you want to go into it. I mean, some people have got a bit offended because he starts talking about like the fact that Final Fantasy as a brand isn't in a good place right now and it's kind of been on a bit of a downward spiral since Final Fantasy but Seven. be real, guys. It has been. Regardless of the fact that, like, Final Fantasy Thirteen is, like, a decent game, Final Fantasy has been run through the dirt primarily because of Final Fantasy versus Thirteen. The fact that that game has been taking so long has made the company made the brand into a complete yeah, and utter I, joke what i wouldn't say it's necessarily a complete joke it's it's more well, the fact somewhat. that like it kind of lost its identity a little bit yeah. and it's always been seen as the poster boy for japanese gaming and you know as as tabata says in his interview and it's been known by a lot of other people that japanese game development has kind of fallen behind the western game development especially mm-hmm. now that we've gone into the hd era um they're just not as strong as they used to be i mean platinum games and Kojima, are, they're like the only ones that were kind of pushing boundaries in terms of what they yeah. were doing. When Final Konami F- let them. <laughs> yeah, and Final Fantasy used to be that. Uh, they used, they to, used have, to be cutting edge. Exactly, and they, they kind of lost their way a little bit. Because um, everybody else can do it, So he's, he's, he's basically saying it's his personal challenge to make people aware that Japanese gamers or Japanese developers are, are still around. They can still do the business. I think they've been turning it around quite a bit. I mean, especially with Final Fantasy XV, it seems like they're getting on the right footing. And then even like the Bravely Default series, I think they've really they've really yeah, turned they've, that they've, around. I mean, Square Enix is a company of, um, we've said it before, that they, they've, they're they going down a new route. It seems like a really positive route. Um, yeah. They're willing to, to kind of try anything to get back to where they were as opposed to just being like, okay, this is the way it's always been done. Yeah. Um, but that's not what we need to discuss on this episode, I'm Lauren. I'm sorry. But yeah, it it does sound really interesting, and I I really respect Tabata's decision. Yeah, I was going to say, like, um, definitely go and try and read that interview if you can, because I don't want to talk about it too much on here because there's so much that could be covered, and we don't have time for it. But mm. pl- definitely do go and read it. It's it's super long, super detailed. It was if you want to find it, it was linked to you by the uh, official Final Fantasy 15 English account, I believe, because Famitsu did an English translation of the interview. But what I was going to say is that. Um, he, I think it was in that interview, he said that one of the first decisions he made when he was the director, put as the director of the game in place of Nomura, was that he decided the release date. And this was way mm-hmm. back in 2013. So he was just, first decision, the game's going to come out the September 30th, 2016. And they've been sticking to that deadline ever since. Um, and he's, you know, even says in there, like, you know, they're, they're going to do everything they damn well can to make sure the game comes out on that day. Yeah. Because um, it, it's just, they want to up keep that promise to everyone. Which I think is a good thing as well. Um, I mean, you think about anything, uh, any type of work, if you have a date in mind, like, it just makes you work that much harder. It just sort of sets something in your brain, like, I need to get this well, done now. it does when you get closer to it. Yeah, it does when you get closer to it, I guess. But it's like three years away, you're like, yeah, it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I guess with Final Fantasy 15, yeah, it's a bit like that. But um, 
but I mean, you need you need that date. You need that as a goal. So yeah, I mean, also kind of coming out of um, the Tabata interviews post Uncovered, he and he backtracked on this. Um, but he said that the game needs to sell 10 million copies to be a success. Uh, many people took that as it needs to sell 10 million to be a financial success. Yeah. And, you know, it wasn't too much of a stretch considering, uh, the whole Tomb Raider thing where the game, like, sold loads of copies for a Tomb Raider title. And then Square Enix came out and said it was like a financial failure. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's now recovered since, but, um, everyone kind of was going crazy saying, like, you know, what the hell are you playing at? Like Final Fantasy games, just they don't they don't sell that. Like Final Fantasy VII in its lifetime has managed to be that, but like no other one has really managed to exceed that, except maybe ten now that the HD collection and all that stuff's come out. Mm-hmm. So it was a bit kind of like, well, hold your horses there, buddy. Um, he then came out and clarified it, like I think the next day uh, in another interview <laughs> to say, like you know, actually we don't need that to make it a financial success. No one's come to us and mandated. You must sell 10 million copies or, or like, else people are going to lose jobs and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, it was more like when we started this project, one of the things we decided was that we wanted to overachieve. We wanted to exceed Final Fantasy VII. We want to make 15 the new Final Fantasy VII. And part of that was that they would have to outsell Final Fantasy VII. Mm. And that's that 10 million mark. They want to make sure that if they can, they want to get 10 million in its lifetime. So it's up there. With uh, with the greatest Final Fantasy titles, which I think is fair enough. Yeah, I think it's absolutely fair enough. It's I mean, a lot objective. of people make fun of him or like say, "Oh, like why did why do they want to try and match uh, Final Fantasy 7? I think it's I think it's fine. Why would you not want to? Like, why would you not want to have that kind of success? Final Fantasy 7 was really successful. Why would you not want to? It's, it's like saying um, if you're an Olympic athlete, oh well, that person really won gold. Uh, I don't think I'm going to bother for it. No, I don't think I'm going to beat them. Yeah, like, oh, that person got a world record. That person nah, won... no one can beat that. It's fine. Like, Meryl Streep's won, like, five Oscars. It's just like, oh, no, I'm never going to beat Meryl Streep. Yeah, I mean, Jennifer Lawrence has got that. It's I like, am the prize. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, like... But we're it, humans. Oh, it's natural that we want to exceed history. We always exactly. want to beat history. It's not that they want to be the new Final Fantasy VII. They just want to beat it <laughs> yeah they want to be the new benchmark they want to be the new benchmark yeah and have I mean, that same even electricity a, there's a poll going on on the final fantasy uk fans facebook group where everyone's asking what's your favorite final fantasy and it's a multiple choice you can pick any number you want final fantasy 7 is still winning yeah um no matter how to how would they go around it final fantasy Although, 7 to be is fair that. final fantasy 9 is in a close second it is but final fantasy 7 is still top yep it is yeah and it's he wants to make it so that when people think that they pick Final Fantasy 15. Yeah. Which is fine. XV. I'm, I'm like, that kind of stuff excites me. Yeah, I think so too. It's just whether or not they can deliver on it. Because mm. I'm sure the 13 guys wanted exactly the same thing. Yeah, definitely. I believe. I believe in him. Anyways, um, so there was another interview that went around uh, the PlayStation Access interview, which was done with Holly Bennett. Um, I love Holly. She's so nice. Um, and she basically did a bullet question um, interview with uh, with Tabata, and he's just so sweet. I love Tabata so much. And Gavin, his translator, yeah. is epic. Gavin is amazing. If you ever see Gavin, um, he do- he does like most of the translations um, for uh, the Square Enix employees. Um, so the first off, they were saying how weapons will indeed have status effects, um, attack and defense. And then we've got the fact that I mean, we kind of spoke about this. Probably six months ago, the fact that um, Tabata was thinking about putting classic Final Fantasy songs on the radio because mm. a fan suggested it, and now they will be. Yeah, they will be. They haven't specified how many of them there will be, but he said that basically they're going to be like remixes of a lot of the songs. Um, Stand By Me will be both the Japanese and the English version of the um, theme song, which... Yeah, I mean, when, um, with Jack, when Brandon explained the significance to me, it made more sense. It makes um, sense, but is it still a good theme? Who knows? We'll we'll see how it plays out in the game. Yeah, we'll see how it plays out. But I I prefer stuff like Zero from Type Zero and Y from Crisis Core. I just think that Tabata did really well with those soundtracks. But I will have to trust him. Yeah. Um. No Tom Berries are in the game. 
No. Which um, will surely make a lot of people angry. Yep. Um, um, but we do know that uh, Sid is not Sydney's or Cindy's dad. Mm. It's actually her grandfather. Yes. Which is why he's so old. Yeah. Um, and there will also be a new Game Plus mode. But he didn't specify anything about that. Um, no. Some people are kind of being like, oh, I don't really want a new Game Plus, uh, like Type Zeros. Yeah, because... where you like have a new story. Yeah, I mean, because near it worked really well. I I wasn't massively keen on Type Zeros New Game Plus, the way it was implemented. But that's because yeah. it was designed for a portable. Yeah. Um, so we'll see what it is. It, it could be one where it's just a kind of Final Fantasy X-2 New Game Plus, where it's just... You start at the beginning of the game with like beefed up um, items and everything, or it could be something that where like you get more out of it playing through. I I think it's going to be more like the ten two one. Yeah, I hope so. Um, if it is like that, if it is like you get more story, I hope that they take a leaf out of Nier's book and like you just play through one sort of portion. Yeah. Um. So then we had another interview. Uh, that was so from Game Informer. Uh, and again they. They had a load of stuff in there, but the the main points are that they again clarified that Final Fantasy XV is very much no longer part of the Fabian of Christalis mythology. So, you know, we've talked about it before, but the Lassies, Falsies, all that stuff has been completely ditched. Although there is an Easter egg in the Platinum demo, yeah, uh, where there's some playing cards with a Lassie symbol. <sighs> but thank God. That thing just confuses the hell out of me. The only time that that actually made sense was in Type Zero. Yeah. To me, but um, but yeah, no, Falsy, Lissy, just just go bye bye, just go bye. Um, um, they've also named the dog uh, Umbra, uh, the dog, the dog that you see in the Dawn trailer, uh, walking around, and apparently he is a um a guardian of some yeah, sort. Yeah, and they've, I'm guessing they've named that after the technology they just licensed called Umbra. Hmm possibly um they also said that there's going to be over 200 quests to complete and these are going to range from the main story itself i'm guessing some of the stuff like in uh, episode disguise where you've got to do little things mm. uh, for people um there's also going to be leisure activities like the fishing quests there's going to be monster hunts chocobo racing yeah and there's going to be regional side quests as well but they didn't really specify what those are going to be no they're just going to be specific to the area but it does mean that it, it sounds like i mean i don't know how much of those are going to be main story related but I mean, it's going to be a decent chunk of side quests to do. Yeah, it should be a lot, a lot to get through, which should be nice. Uh, Tabata also commented on a PC version of the game, and he said that he knows that there's a big thing for it, but they haven't decided on what their approach will be, and they want to get the console versions done first, which is fair enough. I mean, yeah, I mean, Square Enix don't have the best track record when it comes to PC game development. No, um, Type Zero apparently was a mess control-wise. Yeah, and they, they've got better at it. I mean, type, they generally like kind of release it and then fix it up after it's been going for a while. And I think yeah. the Final Fantasy Thirteen trilogy, they got periodically better as time went on, but I don't think they're really in a position right now. And to be honest... Given everything that's going on and the fact that he <laughs> he's talked about how, you know, one of the reasons why Final Fantasy XV isn't coming out earlier in the year is because they're doing the worldwide release. It's something they've never done before for a game of this magnitude. Um, and so typically they would just say, okay, here's a Japanese version. Now we've got six months to work on localization. Now they're doing it all at the same time. So the Japanese version's got to be delayed. If they threw the PC version into that too... I mean, technically, it shouldn't be that much of a strain on them, but given how they've been doing so far when they've just been focusing purely on a PC version and still can't do that, right? Yeah. I'm glad that they're making taking it this way. It, it sounds like they're going to do a PC version. Um, Eventually. But I mean, just, like they Steam, they've their, really been yeah, pushing. They want to they just get the console versions <laughs> done. Just, just walk before you run. I mean, they have shown off some screenshots. They said they're like, behind the scenes... It's running on DirectX 12. They've also had the um, Agnes Philosophy demos. Yeah, they've which is showed gorgeous. Off. So, I mean, they're clearly competent when it comes to PC development. And I'm sure that if they were going to do the 15 version on PC, it's going to look amazing. Yeah, it will. But either way, yeah, just don't expect it anytime soon. Yeah, it's probably going to come like 6, 9, 12 months after release. Yeah. And last, uh, but certainly not least, Sakaguchi um, also appeared during Uncovered, and Tabata apparently had spoken to him prior to the event, and uh, they're taking part in a live stream together on April 14th on the Nico Nico stream, 
Um, we don't know what they're going to be discussing, really. They said that they'll be discussing, like, a range of topics. So they'll be asking Sakaguchi about, like, the original sort of Final Fantasy series and then um, talking about Uncovered. So they're going to hopefully cover a range of topics. But I think it's very interesting that they're getting him involved. They're very much like... Yeah, they're trying uh, to like. We need to get the seal people. of approval. Yeah. They're, they're trying to reassure people that are kind of like, oh, Final Fantasy VI is the best. Takaguchi yeah. is the Lord and Savior. Yeah. Um, they're trying Even to bring on nu- yeah. Uimatsu as well. Yeah, they're trying to just appease people, make people think, yeah, it's all right. Takaguchi's giving it the thumbs up. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to work on me. <laughs> Don't lull us into a false sense of security. So yeah, that's our Final Fantasy fifteen mega news roundup wrap up thingamajig. Um, there's been a lot going on. We oh actually my gosh. like stuff's been cut out of that as well. Like there's just there's just been a massive media blast. I mean, Game Informer released um information about the first chapter of the game. Some people were complaining about spoilers, but I don't think it was really that spoilerific. It's just yeah, like Yeah, they they're talking about the first chapter, aren't they? Yeah, um, and I get they haven't really even announced anything. They showed off some pre-beta gameplay footage, which was actually very similar to what they showed in the trailer during Uncovered. Yeah. But they just, you know, they just gave just that trailer a little anything. bit of context, basically. People just don't want to see anything prematurely. People really want to go into it blind, so it's fair enough. Yeah, which is fair enough. But um, but on that note, uh, we're now going to go on to our discussion about the platinum demo, which um, they announced during Uncovered is not going to be like none of the gameplay in platinum demo or anything like that is going to be featured within the game. It's a completely standalone thing. Um, and, um, so, like, Young Noct, I think Young Noct is going to be in the game, but, like, this whole gameplay passage they've made is not going to be anything like that. Yeah. It's basically, like, a fun sandbox tech demo kind of thing. Yeah, and, like, for them to show off a bit of what they've been doing, graphics-wise. I mean, you played it first before me. Um, yeah. What were your impressions when you kind of just went from start to finish? Did you feel, like, impressed or... I mean, I'm not, I'm not really that much for demos. Um, I sort of just play the games. Like, I'm not much for, um, playing a lot of demos before games are released. Um, it was, it was interesting. Like, obviously, because it's a tech demo, there's no real, like, sort of story based stuff. They had, they had little bits in there. Yeah. And obviously, I think that when you play the final game, the scene with Regis talking about stuff, may be in there mm. it's just that if you play the demo you know oh this is what's going on in noctus's yeah. head right now yeah. that he's passed out um i thought carbuncle was really sweet um and also psa that everybody's been uh sending out uh do not search carbuncle on google without putting final fantasy because then you will get ugly blisters that people have but um i thought carbuncle the creature was very cute and ruby reminded light. me a lot of last guardian ruby light yeah, he's really, really sweet. I, I think the graphics look really cool. I mean, like, the time uh, elapsing, like, that, yeah, that the weather is effects. really cool. The weather effects. Um, I'm liking the way that the magic has been implemented, that it's um, a resource uh, system. I still don't know about the targeting with it, but yeah, like, I didn't it's like a the bit fact delayed. That it's kind of, you do the spell, and then it has to land at its destination, and then there's still a delay. Yeah. So by the time you've cast it, the enemies will really run away. So you kind of have to preempt. And even in the last boss with the Iron Giant, they'd had explosive scenery around that you could use. But again, you've got to like specifically hit the barrels to yeah, make them explode. It's very difficult. It's very much a nuisance to to actually use. But um, I also liked the weapon system. I liked that it's so easy to just switch around. Um, it reminds me of just like a regular sort of um, sandbox game, really. I mean, um, like Fallout, just having the quick the quick select um, weapons. I really liked that. But yeah, no, I, I I found it I found it to be okay. I'm just I'm just not a, the biggest fan of demos, really. Yeah, no, it's fair enough. I I don't really have time to play demos anymore. They 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 serve a purpose. I think with this one, obviously, it's Final Fantasy, so we're just kind of like, yeah, we want to absorb it, check it out, um, see what everyone's talking about, and and dive into ourselves. And obviously, you get to name Carbuncle. I named yeah. it, I named it Bob. I know that's not what I should have called it because <laughs> that's my Chocobo name. But he just names uh, everybody Bob. Yeah, you just um, like Bob. I mean, I named him Carbuncle again. I didn't really know what to expect going into the Platinum demo. 
Um, I had I had people have talked a lot about it. Well, like we didn't play it straight away. We waited a couple of days because like everything was just going so crazy with the site, and we had lots of. I pretty like, much was doing news IRL stuff going on also with Uncovered, which is very poorly timed. Yeah. Um, so we we had to kind of wait a little bit before we could play it. So obviously, I saw discussions and conversations going on. Um, obviously, I, I spoke to Brandon about it on the um, Uncovered Special Edition podcast, and I wasn't too. I don't know, Brandon kind of painted a bit of a negative picture about the gameplay, and you know, now that I've played it for myself, I think um, yeah, it's pretty good, actually. I, I don't think it's necessarily complicated. I was I, Again, I was no. concerned that it might be a bit too complicated to do fancy stuff, but yeah, it seems pretty straightforward. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really get many of the items, and I was able to beat the Iron Giant well, really well. I don't think well. you can lose. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true, but at the same time... I think, I mean, the, the things that kind of... There was only probably one thing that bugged me um, was that you can only warp when you've got certain weapons mm. equipped. And, I mean, they didn't make that really clear. And, and just, I'm just... I, I was probably just me being an idiot because I was like, I had the big, like, lug sort out. The, and I was like, yeah, why the hell can't I can't warp, warp anywhere? Like, come on. Because I figured that they'd still just use the other thing and then it would just yeah. change weapons for you. Yeah. Uh, I didn't realize you'd actually have to equip the right weapon to be able to warp. So that was a bit of a pain. But then I realized why is because like once you get the uh, Shrikken, for example, um, it does different warp moves. So like if you warp using the Shrikken, then he will um, like throw the Shrikken at the enemy. Mm. Um, you have to do it at a, sh- a shorter range. Whereas if you've got the sword, you can walk from miles away and do like so much damage. Like if you're actually going to get the um, the shield and the Shrikken, you can, you can warp up that building. You can warp down at the Iron Giant from all that like height and you'll do like five times damage or something mm. it's all about like the distance just how far you are away i can just imagine like noctis trying to warp with one of those really huge weapons and just be <laughs> like oh god please amazing lord in heaven save me well he kind of does it in like brotherhood he's like warping <laughs> with other stuff he's just not that special in the game yeah, Sorry no, I, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I went around, uh, got quite a lot of the specials. Uh, I, I enjoyed, like that he gave him little toys to Yeah, <laughs> to I enjoyed the with. Easter eggs. Um, <laughs> I mean, the magic itself, I think, I mean, the magic that you use at the end with the Iron Giant is not the best representation. Like, when, you, when you're when you young Noctis and you use, like, Meteor Rain, for example, like, that's yeah. a, that's a everything dies magic. Like, yeah, it doesn't, you don't have to nice. target it. It's just stuff dies. <laughs> um, and it was really nice to see the- AOE. It was, it was like global. It wasn't yeah. like air effect. It's just like everything on the entire screen is just going to die. <laughs> um, I think that was nice. I, I liked the kind of the rain effect on the magic they had. Yeah. Um, I think it, yeah, it was really, it was a positive experience for me. I think my only gripe with the whole thing is that if you want to do the Iron Giant fight again, you've got to go through all the demo to get to that point. Mm. I think like once you've beaten it, it would have been nice to just have an option to just go and do the fight again, and you can just like play around and do different things and try and get the different platinum seal weapons and um like I it just it seemed it was annoying that you had to start the first dream, go for the second dream, go to yeah. the third dream, blah blah blah. Uh, wish you'd just be able to just go to the different points, and then it was more like an open world, so you could okay, well I missed these um these gem or whatever they're called crystal thingy jigs. I miss them in that area. I want to go back and get them. I don't want to have to start the entire demo again to try and get them. But that's just me being a spoiled person. I guess the only thing is, and maybe it's hard, it's difficult to say, one, because final, each of the Final Fantasies are different, but two, because this was a demo that's not even related to the game. But did it feel like a Final Fantasy to you? Um, I think it's difficult to say that this would feel like a Final Fantasy, yeah, because it's like, it's just basically a tech demo. Yeah. Um. I mean, I liked it when you were in the city. Like, yeah. You, I could kind of imagine how things would work. Uh, and then, you know, with um, with adult Noctis running around, I, th- I thought that worked well. I, I liked the combat. I, I think it was a nice balance to me, actually, because uh, I was really concerned it was going to be, like, super complicated. But it, it was a nice balance. It, it didn't really... Um, I can see how they will make it harder. Yeah. Because in that demo, it's like, oh, you can warp everywhere, you can escape from things, you don't have really, really any threat of death. But like, even in um, episode Duskai, like, when you're in the open world scenarios, there's no way you can really warp. Like, you can warp to, to escape, but you can't, like, warp up to high places. There's nothing to go. Yeah. There's nowhere to go. Like, yeah, no. And there's going to be different scenarios for boss fights. I'm sure they're going to put lots of thought into 
how we're going to make these boss fights more difficult. Yeah. I'm sure at times they're going to take the warp away. Yeah. And they're going to make more things more difficult and more challenging. I think that's the interesting thing is that, yeah, there's like, there's a lot of different ways that you can skin a cat essentially in the game. And that's something that you didn't, you didn't really, I mean, you kind of have in the other Final Fantasies, but you don't really, because like you could just get through the entire game. Um, at least from Final Fantasy, uh, one through about like 10, uh, by just pressing X, like yeah, just doing the, the attack, attack button and that's it. Um, I mean, it, they kind of, it's like, you just got to hold the attack button now, but there's, well, there's yeah, more strategy but there's to more it. strategy to it. I mean, if he does his, like, um, if he does that magic move on him, yeah, what I was mean, that? Was that gravity? Yeah, I think so. And it was just like, um, you're dying. You're, you're dead. You're gone. It's just, it's, it seems like a nice happy medium in terms of like an ATB and actually it's cause it's not full on action RPG. Yeah. It's kind of like a, a switch like between. A cross. And, I, and I like the fact that when you're using the different weapons, the way that Noctis behaves is completely different. So you can go for like the quick sword. You can use a bigger sword. Um, you can use the strickens, which will use MP, but you can get some range. You can use the shield as an offensive weapon, but also when you're defending, it means you're more likely to stun the enemy. Like it, it was nice that they have this balance, and I think that's obviously just a small part of the amount of weapons uh, that they're going to have in the final game. Yeah, there's going to be, like, a crap ton. And I like that you can do, like, throwing one. Like, yeah, it's really cool. So um, we can tackle these questions really quickly. Okay. Okay, so this first question is from Toodle Noodle, who's at No Ears Design, and they wanted to know, do you think we will see Noctis and Luna's wedding in the game? I don't know, actually. I mean, it might be, it, that would be like probably an epic conclusion if there was like a big wedding sort of sequence where a lot of crap goes down. I think that would be epic. Flashbacks to Final Fantasy X. Yeah, it's true. It's true, I believe. Um, I don't know if they will. Um, but yeah, I feel like it's, I feel like it's such a sort of ro- ruse anyway. Like it's, it's. Yeah, because I mean, like they're never. From what I understand, they're never intending to get married. It was kind of just like a... Well, they're not in love. Yeah. It's just... Yeah. Yeah. He's sort of being forced into it. Um, so we'll see. I don't or think... Or it's out of obligation. I don't, I don't think we will. Yeah. Um, and then the next question is from Connor Merritt, who's at Connor Merritt 95, who, um, who says, It's obvious Brotherhood and Kingsley will be released on Blu-ray. Do you think the art book in the Ultimate Collector's Edition will be sold separately? I mean, I think we kind of discussed that as well, because like, mm-hmm. obviously it's part of the Collector's Edition. Um, I mean, I hope so. I, I really do. It's kind of one of those things where it I, I can understand why they wouldn't, but I also yeah. can understand why they would, because there's so many people that just, just want that. But at yeah. the same time, Square Enix want people to more buy more than just that. I think, well, the Final Fantasy X, Ten Two. HD remaster, that art book was not never sold separately. No, I mean that's slightly different though because that was like a tiny little. It's true, it was really small. Thing. But I don't know if they if they do it that way. No. But we can only hope. We can only hope. All right, so um, yeah, pretty much rounds out this episode. Our Final Fantasy 15 spectacular. <laughs> we tried to find a Final Fantasy 15 arrangement for this episode, but we used them all up last episode. Or one of them. Um, actually, we've had another one in the previous as well from Brandon Strader. Um, mm. But so this episode, I th- I thought, what can I do? What can I do? <laughs> so I've picked a track from my beloved Crystal Chronicles. And I think actually it's probably the first Crystal Chronicles track we've ever featured. <laughs> I'm not too sure about that, but I, I think it might be. Um, and of course, it's you to do it. Well, of course. Who else? No one even likes Chris Chronicles apart from me. Um, so the song sure is uh, the song is Departure, um, and uh, the arranger is Mashima Heart. So we hope you enjoy that. Definitely. The next episode of Final Fantasy Union is scheduled to come out the twenty sixth of April, but we probably won't be on it because we're taking some personal time um, yeah. for probably the first time in like years, <laughs> um, and it just means that our we're basically going on holiday and. Uh, it's coinciding with I think because we're doing more episodes now like in the past we've been able to kind of get around it yeah um, but now it's harder for us to not do that so yeah. um, I think we've got two options one that we will maybe at Brandon try and step in and do a Final Fantasy Union in our stead um, but the other option is that we are potentially going to switch 
KHU in a fifth year round so that the next episode there'll be two H- two KHUs in a row and then we'll go back to doing FFU KHU etc mm-hmm. yeah it'll, sorry, it'll be one of those two things but yeah sorry uh, but yeah please be sure to subscribe to Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts and rate us on iTunes if you really enjoy the show yeah give us reviews yeah, if you we just love ser- reading them if you just search for Final Fantasy you'll be able to find us pretty quickly and of course you can subscribe to us on YouTube by going to forward slash vids or just typing Final Fantasy Union into YouTube search and of course, all our news coverage, uh, you can find our fanfancyunion.com. We're doing lots more features now that we've launched a new website. We basically saw the new website as a complete fresh start. So like, if you check back, there's pretty much new content every single day now. Um, obviously, we've been having loads of Final Fantasy 15 new spam, but there's been loads of stuff that we've been talking about around that. We're just about to publish um, a feature on Record Keeper for anyone who's interested in that. Um, and Lauren's got some really cool stuff lined up with regards to um, going more in depth with the story and analysing things from games like Final Fantasy X so um, yeah we've got tons of really cool stuff from uh, on, on the website going on so be sure to check that out um, be sure to take part in the comments get some discussions going be fun yeah come join us but yeah it's, it's time to say goodbye bye everyone and I'm Daryl saying goodbye this has been a FinalFantasyUnion.com production <laughs>